There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. calling. Don't mind us. Just We're just discussing whether or not Hot Engineer Doug was a thought back in the day. And I had a tense issue because I said he still is. <gasps> you feel he is? He's married. No, I. Well, uh, thoughts can be married. Thoughts is married too. Thoughts is married too. That's actually a rule of culture. That's rule of culture number thirty-one. Thoughts, thoughts is, married is married too. too. Should we ask him too. what his sexual life was like when he was young? Yeah, Doug, come on. Okay, Doug, Doug, can you come in? Doug, can you come in, please? <laughs> can you come in, please? <laughs> Doug, what were you like? Were you a thought back in the day? Do you still consider yourself? Do you identify as a thought? A thought. I do. Th- think that maybe once I was considered a thought. Wow! Oh, it would be a shame if you weren't. I don't know anymore. I mean, come on. You guys Doug, are... you were a tall musician. Like, that's all anyone needs. Yeah. I, I, I you know, maybe. You're flattering me. Why are you well, being so bashful? I don't know. I don't, you tell me. I, how, did you, how did you meet your wife? I moved in across the street from her. Oh my oh. god, rom-com vibes? Yes. <laughs> who who made the first what? move? Yeah, well, how did it go? I helped her move some big boxes that she what? came in Drake? one day. Yeah, like oh a my stereo God. or something. I was like, oh, yes, we have. You have we got an audio file. You sh- you should meet her one day. 
She's great. I would love for her to sort of pop into the frame one of these days because because it must she must be some woman to get a handle on you. Oh, I think I'm the lucky one in this exchange. But, you oh. know, don't sell yourself short, Doug. One day. I, I want her to come in all the time. She won't do it. Hey, are you uncomfortable? Are, are, we, make, are we making you uncomfortable? No, look at him. <laughs> no, I like talking about my wife. Aww. Yes. Well, you should talk about her more. <laughs> Whenever you have a thing to say about your wife throughout this episode, I want you to just come okay, in. Come Don't in. wait to okay. be invited. Okay. Just it, know that just today on the in. podcast, it's it's open door. Because, Doug, really, family is the most important thing, huh? I agree. 100%. Yeah. Doug, I want you to come in unprompted at least twice this episode. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. I'll do Can it. you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This episode's title is, This Episode Features Doug. In all caps. <laughs> you guys are going to get me laid tonight. This is great. Oh, yes! Wow, you're that tonight. Rocks. You're not going to wait until Wednesday? No way. For the episode drop, and she goes, Babe, I heard you talk about me on Lost Colch, <laughs> my favorite podcast. I mean, she would say that, and she will hear it on Wednesday, but she might know Does tonight. she listen to it? No. Of course. Yeah. Shut up. No, uh, she doesn't. He's flirting with us now. <laughs> she does. She loves you guys. No, hmm. why haven't we met her? I. She won't come in. She she's this is, shy. Uh, is she shy because of Bowen? No. Okay, Doug. Doug will come back on twice this episode. Okay. Yeah. So it's an open door policy, but there is a limit of two times you can come okay, in. Okay. Come in a third time, and I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. Get Bye, out, Doug. Now. Get out. Bye. Get out. Bye. We love you. I love you though. <laughs> I'm really happy that we did that. I feel like I know, that was me too. Because, you know, the readers, like... They're sick of us. There's Sometimes they get so sick of us. They just want to say, can we bring Doug in? Because that's the guy I want to hear about. They keep saying how hot he is. Doug is a hit. He's a massive hit. Massive hit. Can I tell you who else is a massive hit? This past Halloween weekend. My sister. My sister, (gasps) Matt Rogers, caused an Instagram, a gay Instagram, just a manic cascade of laughs and relatability she dressed up as a pantry girl if you don't know these are these are the teenage girls who live on long island mm-hmm. who take the ferry every morning to work at the pines pantry in fire island mm-hmm. and i think matt really nailed their essence down you know what the girl i named her jen she lives jen. inside me she is my girlfriends in high school who all did work at the market my sister also worked there so i have like a deep connection to the pantry girls i don't Chelsea just know them at the pantry yes not the pines pantry she worked at ocean bay park but you know what so many people in the comments on that instagram post were like as a former pantry girl i go yeah they oh were coming out of the woodwork God. they really were and the fact that they have not been completely disgusted by the behavior of gay men as a collective to, to follow you and to be mm-hmm. like, and to recognize themselves in you. I think it's beautiful. I think that I, here's the thing. I tried to represent them as truthfully as possible. You did. You didn't try. You succeeded. There was no, I wasn't creating fantasy here. You know what no. I mean? It was just authentic, grounded, let's say Julianne Moore type performance, grounded, very Kristen Stewart Spencer. Very Kristen I would Stewart say Spencer. that my costume was the Kristen Stewart Spencer of the year without dressing up like that at all. Like my performance as Jen was very Kristen Stewart and Pablo Larraín Spencer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You were a success too, though. No, I wasn't. We're <laughs> as as spider dude. No, no, we can't talk about it. I'm so, I have not felt this kind of shame in a while. And I think that's healthy that I like feel like not <laughs> proud of something that I've done, that I've executed. <laughs> it's okay. I, I just wanted to lift up you. I think you really, you. I, 
I thought so fondly of you today. I go, Matt really did that. I'm so happy for her. The way that Halloween's usually go for me is I don't know what the fuck I'm doing until about an hour before. And I really almost bailed on Genius. that costume. And I was like, are people going to even give a fuck? Like, am I? And then I was worried because I was going to have to wear the footwear all night because everyone knows those girls wear the big sock, chunky socks with the Nike chunky slide, sock. you know. Or like a, a Burke or something. Right. They're not crunchy enough to wear Birkenstocks and that's okay. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. They, they, and then what What I will say one piece of criticism I got about the pantry girls oh. look is someone said, I know that people think we show up in footwear like that, but actually like there's a lot of walking and you couldn't just show up in like socks and a bad shoe. You need a sole support moment. People took issue with the footwear. Yeah, they did. That's the danger of like, you know, dressing up as a type of person because you weren't you you were dressed up as jen obviously but you were Mm -hmm. also you were also like this is a kind of person that is geographically socioeconomically specific right and they are i think they're historically important and so So let's just let's just say this like we shot the movie fire island Mm -hmm. this summer Mm -hmm. and for people who thought that maybe there wouldn't be the representation of the pantry girl think again we can't. We will not reveal at this time who plays a pantry girl. We will not reveal at this time. We will only say they have been a guest on Lost Cult. They have been a guest on Lost Cult. They have done lo- live Lost Cult shows several times. That's a all. We'll favorite say. guest of ours, but like it. And I, I'm just gonna say a performance that I felt was dropped in, that I felt represented. It got it exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a queer legend, honestly. And well, um, I've given something away. She's she's. Part of the acronym. That's right. Welcome, welcome to the arena. Whenever <laughs> anyone is part of the acronym, I say, well, welcome to the arena. Well, welcome to the arena. Are you ready? Prepare for battle. Prepare for battle. <laughs> oh my God. That just, you know what that reminds me of. Mulan. No. No, 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 no. When we did Four, oh, Nights, Four Nights in Orlando, Orlando. <laughs> you iconically delivered the line, prepare, for, prepare battle. for battle. And then I posed. You know, I was just back in Disney World. I know. Wait, we can't do this. I'm like, there's something's going on with me lately where I'm like, I feel like Ariel in the grotto. I go like truly like out of the sea. Wish I could be part of that world. You are part of that world. I don't know. I'm like, I wish I thought to myself, Oh God, I've, I've been robbed. I've not been robbed. I've been blessed with this life, but I've also been, mm, I've not been given the chance in recent years to like watch the leaves change. You know, like we can't willy nilly just be like, Orlando trip this October. I know. And, and, and like, we used to just reason. willy-nilly say that. We really and did. can I just say, I kind of miss that time in my life. Yeah, but you're always going to miss the great before. I mean, that's the thing is it's like, you never know the good times are the good times. This is a little sad, but I don't mean for it to be. This is just like when I first realized that like this is, a, a, this is an interesting line of work that we're in, mm-hmm. which was my grandmother passed away two summers ago, three summers ago. Mm-hmm. And... I, could, I was the only member in the family who couldn't go to the funeral because I was what? Shooting. That is rough. That and is really hard. I wasn't that high up on the call sheet and like there was, it just, there wasn't a way around it. And I was, I still, I remember like a, this. That's a regret that I'll carry with me. Yeah. You know, the thing is what I, what I said at the time and what I believe is true is like whenever things just don't happen, like, like in the way you'd want it to just know that your relative, whoever passes away, your grandmother is so proud of you that you get I to be, know. you get that she gets to, you know, be part of why you exist. But Matt, this is like my the relationship I have with this grandma on my mom's side, it's full fucking mm. nutty. It's like, oh, I was such a little piece of shit to her growing up, even though she mm. was the best, the smartest, the funniest, like 
someone who like I like we like it was love all along, but like there was that developmental period in like middle school when she like was staying with us in in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Where like I was just such a fucking jackass to her, and she was all all she ever did was love me, and it literally is that. And then I'm just like, damn, you know, like she. Anyway, like this this business, like you can't go for a damn funeral. Ugh. Anyway, you know, it's 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 a little crazy how how um how strict the scheduling all is, and ultimately, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up because I I was thinking the other day, I all my grandparents are gone now too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um you know I was I was with I was on this family trip with my mom, my dad, and my sister. So it was sort of like old times. Like, core you know, four. like that is the core four very much. So it, that is really where we would go all the time on mm-hmm, family vacations mm-hmm. growing up. And I just remember, I, so I was walking in Epcot and I remember, I remember like we were walking um, past Soren. And next door used to be, it's, it's called like Journey into Imagination. Now it used to be Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Audience. Oh, I miss that ride so much. Yeah. So it was like a 3D show. When and the dog called, would sneeze at you and yes. you felt the spray. Oh my God. Yeah. Iconic. This is like OG Epcot. So it's called yeah. Honey, I Shrunk, or maybe not, but like Honey it was I there for the a audience. while. Yeah. But I was so, this is a glimpse in that's going to surprise no reader that list, has listened to this for a while. But I was so that kid. I used to read all the books about Orlando theme parks before we'd go. Like I would know about every ride and show and I would like uh-huh. list out like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 like that was what I liked to do when I was like seven, you were the eight, Rick nine Steves years old. Of, the baby Rick Steves <laughs> of, of Orlando. In, in many ways, not every way, <laughs> but many ways. But, uh, I remember I had read about honey. I shrunk the audience that there was a scary part where a snake like lurches out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 3d. So that was horrifying. So I remember we got to that, show and it was i was probably seven Mm -hmm. and i i just freaked out like i this snake was 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 getting at me like the way i am now about horror movies i was like that as a kid about the snake and i started Mm -hmm. to cry because my dad was like i don't understand why you don't want to do this like you've been talking about it for months like we're so excited to to be here and now you don't want to do this like i'm going to hear about it for the rest of the trip and he was getting like short with me and my grandmother who (gasps) was my favorite I, oh. I mean, I loved my grandmother so dad's much. Dad Marianne, dad's, uh, dad's mom or dad's yeah. mom. And she was on the trip and she was like, I'm going to sit with him out here. And I just oh. remember, I remember her sitting with me and um, she just like sat with me and we like hung out by like these jumping fountains. Wow. This is just like, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh a my memory. God. No. Wow. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know that area. I just remember my grandmother being like, I didn't really want to do it either. So this is better for me. We get to sit down and watch the water and we just watched it. And my dad came out and I think he could tell he, he was like um, disappointed that he had like snapped at me a little bit. He was like, well, you were right about the snake and it was scary. And then we walked on and we, we, we did something else. But I don't know, just that memory of my grandmother Flashback. popped in. Yeah. I'm sorry to make it all maudlin. You were talking, you were no. actually going to talk about Orlando and how was the, the trip? It was a nice trip, but it was also, it was nice for that reason too because that was a place where I had so many formative memories and I actually did get a little emotional you know being there with my family because it's um, you know it's that thing where it's all the same well not the same because things but I I have that thing with Disney where I go at the parks where I'm like I've been coming here all my life Mm -hmm. and it's still here in a way that is like monumental in your own memory like oh this is like this was the it was the biggest deal in the world when I would come here yeah so the essences of it are there yeah, and I'm like, 
I mean, Ellie's been uh, several times. Sophie went to Disneyland when they when my sister went to LA with my mom. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I can't wait to. And I did go to Euro Disney with with Ellie when she was like an infant. But I'm like, I can't wait. Like, it'll be really surreal when I go there with the girls when they're you know old enough to like really get into it. And I'll be like, yeah. wow, like that was I was I was them like you know, 25 years ago or whatever. Like that'll be that'll be fun. There is something special about it because you see how excited kids are to be there, and then also it is just like a lot of family memories, and it was just fun. I mean, we went during the food and wine festival where there's like the we countries love. all have. We we did that, and we, we did that. We, we were got stoned, fucking drunk, so drunk and stoned, and ate every little <laughs> food thing from the station. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the food and wine festival. <laughs> it was like it was such a blast, and like um, also the breaking news was, and what I wanted to tell you about was, so you know when we had BD Wong on, yeah, we talked about how he was acting in the pre-show of the Velocicoaster. So I have seen it and written it now, and it's it's truly crazy and good. Oh and wait, he, I haven't seen it. We but, oh, I was talking. We I've only seen him in the Jurassic. Park, world. Jurassic World ride at Universal Hollywood. Yeah. Okay, tell me everything. So it's like the theme of the ride is like you get to do a roller coaster through like a raptor paddock. Yeah. And it's it's it, it actually is funny because they do this whole pre-show where Bryce Dallas Howard, who actually serves in this pre-show, is like, this open air experience is amazing. You'll get so close to raptors, but don't worry, the, the ride vehicles make it so they can't touch you. And Chris Pratt, you know, he's just kind of like popping off like, this is a bad idea, et cetera. The classic theme park uh-huh. give and take. Yeah. Yeah. And so BD is sort of in it, like talking about the science of it all. And that man can deliver. He is giving you, and he looks so hot in the pre-show of video. Of course he does. Ugh. Oh my god, does he, does he have like a like a side buzz, like a side fade? Yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. Mean, what a what a what a what a legend. He's really he's really uh, delivering in, in any way you could you could want him to. And then the ride was unreal. So mm. it was so good. I can't wait to go on it with my sisteria. Me? Yeah, you. When are we going? Well, like we said, it's not just a willy nilly thing anymore because of our absolute careers. But one day we'll go. We've been meaning to go for, I would say, the last 36 months. Right. Like, it's been a while. It has been a long time. But I also think that, and, and this is crazy for me to be the one that says this, I do think we should go to Berlin. You know, might be nice. I would love to go to Berlin with you. I think we would have a very fun time. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it and look, we got to go. And with the world's ending, I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I'm like coming in with bleakness. In You're heart. not. You're not. I, and I also have to say, like, we did just go on vacation. We went to Ojai. We went, went on vacation. But honestly, can I say something? What? I don't feel that rested. Bowen, this, this always happens. Can I ask you a question? Would yeah. You, when, are you having trouble sleeping? Yes. Well, what is? how do we figure that out? I don't know. I really don't know the solution to it. I think it'll just have a nice little, I'll have a nice little lull around the holidays where I maybe get to catch up on it. But this is just a thing that I need to maybe address. Yeah. Medically. I think, I think yeah. maybe, maybe because that's like, I mean, you. here's the thing, readers, you got to sleep. <laughs> you That's gotta a sleep. It's a rule of culture number fifty-two. You, you gotta, gotta sleep. sleep. Okay. okay. I mean, and I, I just feel like so much is rooted in that. Like when I get a good, even solid, like eight to ten hours, I'm, I, I feel it. It just, it, and this is news to no one, but it truly you realize how important it is that and drinking water. Well, I should say that I've been hydrating 
better than ever before. And that is actually doing a lot of work. This is so boring. I'm sorry. I think maybe it's the cigarettes, though. I'll tell you that. I think the cigarettes might be keeping you up. I'm kind of off of them. I was not smoking cigarettes when we were in Ojai, and I still had trouble sleeping. Liar. Well, I mean, it's also because I had to, like, get up and do shit for other people. Whatever. Ugh. Well. Not for not for you. Matt and I were working on a very fun project and talking about ideas. Get this. We were working on a very fun project and oh. talking about ideas. Maybe the maybe you're about to experience uh, Matt and Bone like you've never experienced them before. Oh, hmm. my Different God. Different mediums that Different you might media. not expect. You're giving away too much. No, I didn't. I, give- I didn't. I didn't. Well, listen, I, I, when you said the thing about hits in the beginning, when you were like, you said something about hits. <laughs> I, I said, th- Doug is a hit. You were a hit at Halloween. I was a Halloween. I, I thought you were going to mention another hit, which, and so just to sort of talk about pop culture, because that is sort of what the, what the podcast purports to do. It has been, it has been several weeks and we talked mm-hmm. all about uh, how Adele was going to release easy on me. And since then she has, we've heard the whole thing and it's become the number one song in the world. And yeah. did you see today they released her track listing. I did not see. Oh my god! Do you want to talk about? Can you can you inform me? Shall we read the track listing? Yeah, is it on her on her Instagram? Let's see Adele track list. So this is the track list for thirty. Um, she has revealed it. Um, there are there. She has decided. Okay, so get this. If you could guess who Adele is going to do her first duet ever with, who would you think it is? It won't be correct. I know, like it would be someone not totally in her market, but slightly slight overlap with it. So I would, you know, you'd say someone like a Leon Bridges, you know, like someone like that. Um, it's, it's Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a duet. Oh, it's, it's it's on the it's on the Easy on Me bonus track, so right? It's so not- it's the deluxe version moment. Easy on Me duet with Chris Stapleton is a bonus track on 30. Interesting. Um, Errol Gardner I'm seeing as well. Mm -hmm. All Night Parking. I mean, oh, these are, these are fun. These are fun titles though. So get this. I think if we're going to judge based on song title, whether or not the song will be good or not, Strangers by Nature, that's a good song. Strangers by Nature, uh, My Little Love, Cry Your Heart Out. It's honestly like, that's the essence of every Adele song. Number five is Oh My God. Oh my God. That's going to be great. You can well, just... you know, we said, we kind of said this rule, th- this is this rule of culture off air, and we want to tell everyone it's rule of culture number um, 94. When it comes, when it comes to, to exclamations, exclamations, oh my, oh my God, God, leads the pack. Leads the pack. And it's true. I mean, there's nothing more organically exclamatory than, oh my God. Oh my God. It's what, you're, it's like as natural as breathing. It's, the fact that it's three syllables and it's even more natural than something with less syllables is astounding. It's not like, oh, oh, no. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Your brain just wants to do the three syllables, all three words, all three syllables. It's a three syllable amazing. thing. Bowen Yang, Matt Rogers. Oh, my God. Three syllable thing. Doug, get out. Doug, come in. Wait, was he just coming in? No, no, no. But I was saying that's an example of like a three-syllable thing. Oh, but, Doug, come in. But Doug, you can't come in now. Not yet. You, you can't come in invited. You have to come in on your own. Uninvited. Time. Uninvited. Um, so re- continuing to read through the track list, can I get it? Oh! I'm, I'm, I hope that's not like a Britishism, like, can you 
you know, don't let me down. Can you dig it? Like the Beatles or anything? Can I get it? Uh, you know what? Okay, not to pivot from Adele too much. Okay, is there anything else you want to say about Adele? Well, I just want to say that number seven is trackless. The ones everyone is really getting excited about is called I Drink Wine. I Drink Wine. Wine. I mean, mass appeal, four quadrants. Everybody drinks it. Yeah. Every gender, every age group. You know, everyone every, drinks wine. Everyone drinks wine. And I think that's the beauty of wine is that. Now go ahead and pivot. Well, I was going to say, like, I need to, like, I think it's, I think I'm due for, I'm sure you don't feel this way, but I truly feel the pull mm-hmm. to really, and this is going to sound so annoying, but to really get back into the Beatles. <laughs> into the Beatles? <laughs> yeah. You know, I have the White Album on vinyl. That's one of the best albums of all time. I. God, crazy. I am. Um, I was, I was, I was like, I was doing this thing with Cecily and then like one of the producers was this big Beatle head. He's like, Liverpool came up or something. And then Cecily was just rattling off all of these things about the Beatles. And Mm -hmm. I like was just there being like, oh yeah, that doc came out about, you know, let it be. And that concert on the roof when they, you know, were hating each other. And apparently this documentary talks about how it's like actual footage from that time. And like, they were actually in a good place, but they had to like, put forward this in, I, I'm probably butchering this and, and readers have probably seen the doc and can attest to this but like it's about how like they were kind of in a decent place even though they were supposed to put forth the image of where there's tension which is such an right. interesting inversion of like what celebrity sort of image usually is about mm-hmm. it's yeah. like they're spo- you're supposed to get along and but actually they, they, they hate each other like this was like the opposite and the, but anyway, Cecily was rattling off all these Beatles facts, and I was like, I used to be so fucking into them. Really? Late high school, early college. Like, early college was when, was when I was like, oh, wait, like, Brian Wilson, like, I need to get back into, like, the Beach Boys. And yeah, I, I love so the deep Boys. into the Beach Boys. And, like, I was just, I was just, I'm just, I think it's one of the most important pop cultural moments when Absolutely. It was, well, no, I'm, I'm saying it when it was, Beatles came out with, like, Revolver, and then so Brian Wilson was like, "We need to make an album that's as good as this." They made Pet Sounds, and then Paul McCartney and or was or was John Lennon, or was one like the Beatles were basically like, "We need to make an album as good as this." Like, mm. like that little like exchange, that back and forth, like making like three incredible pop albums, rock albums. I'm like, wow, that must have been crazy. That must have been like you know when Beyonce came out with self title, and then Taylor came out with. Yeah, 1989. <laughs> they know? were the original B and Taylor. <laughs> that they were that, that was when the girls were growing. Okay, Doug, so this Doug, is when Doug is going to come in. Doug has popped in. What do you have to say? <laughs> the Beatles. I mean, they I mean, yeah, changed. you're you Beatles. Man, were I'm you sure. Doug whistling him? No, Bo- no, I wasn't, I wasn't. Were you Doug whistling Doug? I was okay. not Doug whistling. I've I've honestly been thinking about this a lot. Doug, go ahead. The Beatles are single handedly the most important thing in pop. Music and pop music. I mean, 1964, everything changed. It all went it's so true. Can you school us? Like, like, can you give us like the quick, quick Sparks notes, Cliffs notes? I mean, the Beatles. Every everyone knows. I mean, we're we're not saying anything new, obviously, but I think it's important for I, not 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 enough of us like millennial Gen Z cusp gays like. I think we've the children have forgotten. We know I've about the forgotten. British invasion. We know yes, about the yes, ascendance of yes. Beatlemania. We know about, you know, it was truly the first, like, or not the first blues Elvis, but like it was an iconic moment of intense fandom that was felt all around the globe. But tell us something we don't know, Doug. Yes. I mean, they affected everybody. They weren't macho. Like the no. Beatles affected every culture. That's why they're the Beatles. They literally 
everything mm. comes from the Beatles that I can see. I mean, Taylor Swift wouldn't exist without the Beatles. I agree. They are and that's that the way big. that's the way you sort of get us to listen. Um, well, I'm actually I'm in a I'm in a as the kids say gag you, Doug okay. and Bowen. You must have been shook when so we were in Ohio at this restaurant. And oh my God! Why did Doug, you leave? Back. Why did you leave? I don't Doug. understand why you left. Doug, that, I was, I was talking me to out you. of here. No. no, we we will dismiss you when we want to. We dismiss will dismiss. <laughs> this is the rules of you coming in. Come in uninvited, and then you leave when we say it can happen one more time after this. Don't fuck up again. Oh, I've yeah. been having a lot of fun with you today, and it could end like that. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you something, and don't leave in the middle of me telling you something. <laughs> we went to a restaurant in Ojai called the Ranch House. It was lovely. And really we're sitting place. there. We're, we have this amazing waitress. Well, we're first having, of all, we had a five we, course dinner. Five course. Let's just describe the vibe. The vibe was like, oh, trees. This, I, I bet it was trees, the little little bridges to different areas. Um, it felt like a chic Casa Bonita. Very folklore. Very folklore. <laughs> and 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 me and Sudi and Matt were all like, oh, this is the kind of restaurant that like probably was huge and so chic and cool in the 60s. Like we mm-hmm. said that to each other. Like this is a place where you probably imagine like people in the 60s coming to and feeling very. I don't know, just refined or cultured. And then our waitress tells us, we're like, this is such a lovely restaurant. We were complimenting the place, how much fun we had. And we were saying the food was great. And she goes, well, you know. There's a lot of history here. Well, the first thing she says was, I waited on Luke Bryan. And we were like, like, oh, "Oh, cool. And then she goes, and right over that bridge is where John and Yoko wrote Imagine. Imagine. Wow. Yeah. That's big. Um, Doug, what are your thoughts on pet sounds? This isn't the Beatles, but what are your thoughts on pet I, sounds? I love pet sounds. Yeah, so good. My, maybe my, my favorite album of all time. It, it's up there for sure. The harmonies and things are unprecedented. They went other places. Baroque pop. You don't get fleet foxes without pet sounds. You don't get tight, tight harmonies like that without the Beach Boys in general. I, feel, I mean, like they didn't invent harmonies, but they like, it was very like, I mean, like was Phil Spector involved with the Beach Boys ever? It just felt like very wall of sound without Phil Spector's taint on it i don't mm. remember got it wasn't phil Spector more the ladies of the time phil Spector was more the ladies but like i think but like i'm, t- I'm saying in terms of like that lush lush yeah the wall of sound music wall of sound like that was like his thing and like i feel like pet sounds was that concurrently or maybe slightly before slightly after. i can't I, I'm, I'm bad with my music history but doug what's your favorite what's your favorite album of all time Oof. do you have one do you have top three Top two? I mean, Pet Sounds is up there. Really? Revolver is up there. Mm. God, I, I I'm know. putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. And you look uncomfortable. It, well, it's just, it's one of those questions where you, you listen to something and then you love it. And then somebody asks you I how know, much. I and know. I'm like, I, I, that's a horrible, I, I hate myself for asking. No, don't <laughs> worry, Doug. Why would you hate yourself for asking because this man who's a musician those... what his top three albums of all time are? The fact that he it's can't probably, answer is his like floppage. People, it's like when people ask you like who your favorite actress is or like what your favorite like. Yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Let's move the, on. Anna's coming onto the chat. Anna. Anna what? <laughs> oh. Bye, Anna. This is Get just out. a nightmare. Okay, you know what? Doug, Doug you gotta go. Doug, you, you gotta, gotta go. go. You Bye, can come I in one you. more time later. <laughs> I love Doug. I mean, he's really the star of the episode, isn't he? He's the star. His name's in the title. Sorry. Is what got you thinking of all this when she said that? Because when she said that John and Yoko wrote Imagine at that restaurant, I was like, oh my God. And then I realized they probably were on an absolute metric Cocktail. ton of yeah, of something. Of, of, of drugs. I mean, it's the most stoner slash like LSD song of all time. Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> Whoa. 
Pretty Whoa. crazy. Whoa. But you you go up to Ojai and uh, you, I'm telling you something. Purple Mountain Majesty. Say Above that. Above the fruited plain. Say that. It there was that many so fruits. beautiful. I know. We were the only fruits there. Let's just say that. There there that a, it was a very straight energy in Ojai. That's for sure. I'm just saying there's no fruited plains in Ojai. I don't think. But it's really lovely. Oh, no. What got me into the Beatles thing was just like, I mean, Cecily talking about them like really like right. stirred something in me. I... Kayla Sturback, my good friend from high school. She was on the improv team with me. I hope she's doing well. I have, I've done a bad job of reconnecting with her, but she was like the big Beatles girl. And mm. like she, Kayla had the best music taste. Cause she, cause she was the one who was like, you got to listen to the new Fergie song for delicious or London bridge or whatever. while also being like, do you know who Elliot Smith is? Do you know who <laughs> Stevens is? I was like, this girl gets it. That's the embracing of high and low that we need in life. And people need to be more like Ms. was Kayla. Miss Kayla Sturback. Mm-hmm. And she, oh my God, she was the one to like, she was so fucking cool. And we like, we, we like saw Borat together and like, she was a fucking cool. Ch- and guess what? Was also obsessed with Kirsten. Looked like Kirsten a little bit. Wow. Like, like told me, she was like, she was like, you got to read the Virgin Suicides and you got to watch it. I was like, like, you got to know about Jeffrey Eugenides, whatever. And I was just like, this girl, I, she was one of those, like, I think let's make up a new term. Okay. For iconic high school girlfriend? Well, no, no, not even high school. It's like a cultural Sherpa, a cultural mm. guide, a cultural like steward. She was a cultural steward. She introduced me. I'm like, my, I think Yang, my sister is definitely that, introduced me to a lot. And then by the time I got to high school, it was Kayla. Kayla like told me what was up. Anyway, I mean, I, I, think that, I think it's, it's absolutely fabulous to say that someone was a cultural stewardess. That to me, that, is, sound, that sounds a little too like servicey, like, but you know, like I don't think that's, but that's you disrespecting. No, um, stewardess, I'm not disrespecting. I, I'm, I'm acknowledging to the, call it servicey and do that little handshake you did. I'm acknowledging the power dynamic that is inherent in that outdated job title. Okay, but the, but to say to say that someone stewarded me through something means that they put in care mm-hmm. into like you know service serving me something damn i guess i've really i guess i've found myself in a little 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 hole circular, there circular logic thing but who do, do you have yours? i think sudi was probably one of ours both of ours sudi was like a good one yeah i think sudi definitely changed the way i saw a lot of things in high school it was it, for me it was a lot of like the stuff i you got were exposed setting the tone. to no i really wasn't I, mm. I, and I never really did. But I would say that it was a lot of my friends from my cross-country team, which I've discussed on this podcast. Yeah, like I had yeah. older friends, and like what made the cross-country kids different from the kids that did other sports is, for me, was they liked like classic rock and like fun rock music. Like That was the only exposure to Queen I ever had, which oh, I loved. Cool. And, yeah. you know, it's... For me, that was probably... It. Because a lot of this, I, I wasn't, I was, I would only find something if it was really popular and I didn't have that. I don't know. I didn't, I guess, you know, I, did I have an uncle that was cool? I had one uncle that I remember it was really important to me that I play him since you've been gone because <laughs> his opinion of it meant a lot to me. And I remember yeah. I played him the song and I said, I remember I was like fit 14 and I was like, mm-hmm. it's very 80s rock. No. And he goes, not know. And he did. He threw me a bone. He was like, it is very 80s rock. And I remember being like, yes, got Uncle Chris to sign off on this song. Uncle Fuck yeah. Chris. Kelly is a rock goddess. <laughs> 
When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister in any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found FrameBridge. I found FrameBridge too. FrameBridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a FrameBridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. FrameBridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want 
want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's FrameBridge.com. It's interesting to think about, um, I mean, we literally this weekend in Ojai did some throwbacks with a couple movies. We did. <laughs> We only watched old shit. We only watched old shit. Actually, things from like, things that came out between 2007 and 2010 was, was okay, so reader, we, we, we watched Jennifer's Body and Reno 911 Miami, which we've recently talked about, I think mm. with Sarah, with Sarah, Sarah Squirm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Both wonderful, wonderful Well, movies. Sudi had never seen Jennifer's Body and we right. on this podcast, Las Culturistas, believe that Jennifer's Body is an underrated gem and that actually it's one of Diablo Cody's best. I think that's widely... Agreed upon. I, I don't want to say that people word. don't say that though. Sure they do. No, there's a disrespect of Jennifer's body that happens amongst the mainstream conversation about it. They sure, don't sure. talk about it because I don't know. I don't think it's obviously not one of her more serious efforts, at least on face value. But there's a lot of very cool themes in there that I think we rediscovered in watching it again. And Megan Fox is great, and Amanda Seyfried is fucking great in it. So good in it. So great and. I mean, yeah, you and Sudi talked about how it's obviously like Diablo Cody's queerest movie, but it's also like mm. so about queerness without it being cheaply centered on the moment where like they make out. It's like, oh no, you can kind of like, it's, if you think about it, it's like, no, Amanda Seyfried, like that character um, isn't fully, maybe fully in love with this boyfriend and that like, literally she's getting fucked by him and all she, and like she, because of this bond she has with Jennifer Mm -hmm. is only thinking about her, picturing her, sensing her as she's getting, as she's, as she's, as she's being like penetrated. And so it's like, whoa, that is so, so rich. So great. Like not too on the nose, like such a great piece of like queer cinema. I don't know. I I think, I also think it's, it, it just, I mean, I think that they've said this, but the uh, maybe the marketing of it missed the mark because yes, they marketed no. it at the time to boys because it was like Megan Fox was, of course, the huge sex symbol yeah. of that time. Meanwhile, it's like deeply about female friendship and, um, you know, I believe like queer sexuality in high school and figuring yeah. that out. And, you know, there is um, a lot in there about like, when a girl achieves a certain level of sexuality that men feel they can just take that from her because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean i mean jennifer is murdered and assaulted in the in the in the film and it's just it's a really it's a much more interesting movie than i think people thought of it at the time and i also don't think a lot of people saw it because no. there was this um predetermination to not take her seriously megan fox right and like, first of all, I there were so many times in that movie where I turned to both of you, you know, it's just like, she's, wow, how did she, how is she doing that? Um, but, which is not to like patronizingly be like, I didn't know Megan Fox could act good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, there's just such a mechanical, technical skill in that and what she's doing. But like, no, literally she and Diablo Cody did like, uh, you know, a 10th anniversary interview recently, like a couple years ago. Mm. 
and it's just the two of them talking to each other. It's such a good interview. It's mm. such a great interview for the both of them. And they both talk about how it sucked and it was so maddening the way they marketed it and the way they, the way it tested and like all of these things. They were like, this is crazy. Like this isn't what the movie is. And why, why is it about like tits and ass when it's like about something, I don't know, like so much more meaningful and, and, and nuanced and like, I don't know, layered. Yeah. It's, it's I, definitely I, worth a rewatch because even in rewatching it, like I always, when I'm discussing the movie, it was clear to me when I saw it this, this most recent time that it had been a while because I usually always say whenever we're discussing Jennifer's body, that the only part of the movie that doesn't ring true for me is the sex scene between them. But then in but this then, viewing of it, I was like, this actually works for me because this is an actual works. erotic moment between them because it's the first truly erotic moment of Amanda Seyfried's character's life. And especially in contrast with her sexual experience with her boyfriend in the movie, it it really it just jumps out and you remember it because it actually means something to her. And I didn't pick up on my first viewings of this movie. I've seen it at least twice before, but um there's that moment where Megan goes, should we play boyfriend or like what what was it like there's just like an illusion play to, boyfriend girlfriend like we used to or something, something like that yeah. where it's like it's alluded to and then in the flashbacks it's like oh they these girls are connected through literal blood right and also through some like emotional investment where they've seen each other where it makes sense that they're friends first of all and then it kind of makes sense that they would hook up that way Mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. after Megan's like coming off of like spoiler alert, killing a, a guy glowing, feeling like in her element, in her prime, feeling like she's empowered enough to like, for her, it's an erotic for Meg, for Jennifer, it's an erotic experience too, because she doesn't need to hook up with her. Mm-hmm. Like she's hooking up with boys and killing them because she needs to live yeah. as a demon, but she doesn't need to hook up with Amanda Seyfried's character out of necessity. You know, like she doesn't literally doesn't need to do that. And so she's, it's both of them for both of them. It's this pleasurable experience like that is. And, and why wouldn't female sexuality be anything but that for these characters? I, I think it's so great. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's, it's so funny. It, it, a lot of it really is super funny. The performances are good. Through like even the supporting, the, the song, I'm telling song. you that song really. And it's truly like, returning a lot throughout the movie in a really fun yeah, way. Yeah. The fact that it's such a good hook like mm-hmm. sort of makes the way that they sense. get corrupted by him make a lot of sense because he is this like, you know, Adam Brody in the movie who's such, who, he's great. So and great. he is this douchebag rocker, but then when he sings, it's this essentially like croony mid-tempo pop song that the girls swoon over and, you know, ultimately he takes advantage of them, but it's just like I don't know. It's it, it's just a much more interesting movie than I think people mm-hmm. gave it credit for. And also oh another thing that you have to think about too is, and still to this day, this is the case, but the way movies get reviewed, it really matters because, it, yeah. and this is why we need like a diverse um, population in terms of who is reviewing the films, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. and the answer is not always if it's a queer movie, get the queer person to no, review it. Just no, on, on, because honestly, they they're they're often much harder than anyone else on their own representation. That's a whole other thing we could digress about, um, which we won't. But I just think probably probably what happened at the time was if it wasn't majority male movie reviewers, you know, seeing that movie and then spitting their opinion out on it, it was 
female reviewers in the context of film criticism at that time, which is, you know, you really do want to be taken seriously. And I just think mm-hmm. so much the, the the prism and the lens through which we see movies like that at the time, it really didn't stand a chance at getting right. taken super seriously. And it is an audacious script. And, yeah. and she was a lightning rod figure, mm-hmm, Megan mm-hmm. Fox. And so... I, I wonder if it gets released now, and I do think it holds up. Um, it holds how, how it up. how it's reviewed now? You know, I wonder. That's a really great observation. Really great observation. You are the smartest girl. You know, that's not true. I think the smartest girl is probably is uh, Greta Greta Thunberg. Greta Greta Thunberg. You know? Um, wait, when is you Jen? <laughs> when when you were um Jen Pantry Girl Jen? Uh, yeah, you were when you were describing Adam Brody's band. You said Crooney, which I thought you were going to... I thought, Did you mean to say Rooney? No, but they were very Rooney-esque. But it was very Rooney-esque. And do you remember... Oh, God, do you remember Keen? Yes, of course. Keen? Somewhere uh, only we know. I, lo- I love I that, that song. Was, I thought that was the best song in the world. It's a, a very good song. And the, that, that... Talk about, like, big old monster hook. It, if you have a minute, you know, that whole deal. Woo! I remember Blake Lewis did it on American Idol one time and I was like, you better sing because he was just beatboxing mean, at the time to completely date the world right now. What a what a great belt on that. Male belt on that song though. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So when, you gotta let me in. I'm getting turned in. I need somewhere to... And then, uh, and if you have, it's such a good hug. I mean, literally, that like, like speaking of that time, you know what else I was obsessed with at the time? It is one of the best pop songs ever. So tell me, like, like a couple months ago, it was like right when the pandemic seemed like it was truly ending, and then the Delta variant popped up. A bunch that was of only I remember a couple months ago. House Schleicher, like a bunch of us, like we all went. This to, is July. Jared this was is, there. This is full four months ago, right? Yeah. But we all went to this thing in LA, which was like a. It was truly like a pop of the two thousands party. Was it at Akbar or no? No, but I told oh. you about it. I forget. I don't know what venue it was, but I'm telling you, a couple you songs came on. Down? You- sugar, we're co- sugar, we're going down. Has to be one of the best pop songs yeah. ever. Agree. It is so good, and it's also so another song good. that came on and hit me in my fucking. We talked. I think we talked about this. Oh yeah, what, what hit you in your prostate? Mr. Brightside, bitch. Oh, don't even Mr. get me started. Brightside. Uh, it was like it was like album. as if Big Bro was fucking me again. Really? You, <laughs> talk about this. Talk about the synesthesia of hearing the song and, and feeling that you were getting penetrated. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Yeah, Thought yeah, I yeah. gotta be down because I want it all. So you're saying there's like a kinetic energy to? I mean that okay, Hot Fuss. That is that is one of the best. That is one of the best albums of that decade, 100%. They were so good. And all these things that I've done, love. I, I mean, I thought that woo! was the best time, truth, and hearts. That, and that guitar, just that instrumental stretch. Yeah. I want to stand up. I want to let go. Yes. Oh so good no you no don't. oh my god yeah that 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 was a really good era and at the time i was like afraid of panic at the disco but then they oh. they played like i write sins not tragedies um at the uh, event and i was like wow this is something that is important so good and smile like you mean it i'm sorry i'm still on the killers like oh yeah like but i'm just talking it. about holistically as no, a time know, period of music like that was truly but talk about like that was formative music for us i mean being in high school yeah. you never forget like everyone's gonna have no. that that's just it for us it's the attachment in that critical time and like 
love that the kids have these 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 this music now because I think it's it, it is a very good time in music. Uh, but something so precious and nostalgic, not to wax too wistful about it, but it's so ooh, mm. it's so powerful. I'm gonna make like I'm gonna make you a should. playlist. You're so good at making playlists. You know that one of everyone, all the readers that know any they know a thing know that one of bowen yang's superpowers you have the gay power of playlist can, but can i it is one of the gay powers can i just say though lately i've felt very self-conscious about this thing that i do where i'm like who am i to be so histrionic to think i'm gonna put together songs that other people have made and kind of curate them oh god that word curate yeah but you, you're not you're in doing that you're not saying i'm a curator of something you're just saying like or in that and that it's like something where it's like now take me seriously or like no, this is good you're doing something just, that you enjoy and sharing it just look at it like that and i've lately i've been doing like fun little moves i did my boss battle music i did i've done like city pop stuff that like everyone already knows about everyone lo- like, i love it when no, no, you no, do no, that I'm saying, I'm saying people know about city pop outside of this podcast um mm-hmm. But I think I I think we need to make like early like mid aughts when we were in high school that music we've talked about like taking back Sunday I feel like this is a different this is a slightly different adjacent area to yeah. me where it's like honestly not ashamed to admit it was obsessed with Switchfoot oh love Switchfoot especially after Watch Remember it's like that I was mean, like yeah. peak Switchfoot yeah I liked them too because really they did because co- they did a cover of Only Hope yes they did. And then he fucking goes for the belt on the bridge. Well, he can the sing that guy. Lungs, I'm bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, good. like today never happens. I mean, there, there's so there's so much because it's just like, and again, I wish I hadn't um, been so afraid to like what I liked truly in high school because but otherwise I would have liked that, and other people liked that too. Yeah, because they were the only thing I really was like, no, I don't like them, despite the fact that I probably did. Panic was like, Disco was Panic at the Disco and Good Charlotte because it was the emo <gasps> of it all. I loved Good Charlotte, right? So but the much. emo we, of it all was not something that I could yeah, pop yeah. to liking at the time for some reason, for whatever reason. No, that makes sense. But I mean, God, I just, I just, uh, yeah, what a what a what a fun little time, like like the kind of like matched. Oh my God, did you ever listen to Stars? What is Stars? Uh, uh, your ex, um, set yourself on fire. Your ex lover is dead. Oh, I don't know this. Oh my, you've stumbled on one of my blind spots. Oh, you're gonna fucking freak if you if you if you're in the mindset to go back to that time. Yeah, this is like something I I I don't think they were ever on Grey's in like the early seasons, but like it would be like something that they would play on Grey's when like you know like Derek and Meredith would like pass over each other in the hallway. Right. So my favorite type of music. Well, basically, oh. my favorite type of music was Grey's Anatomy climax scene. Well, can you? Okay, so the music. <laughs> Literally, I think we. I think we've talked about her before on the pod. Alex Pistavis. I'm not even looking at anything. I can just recall her name. Mm-hmm. The music supervisor for Grey's Anatomy for many seasons. I don't think she works there anymore. Um, but she was also the music supervisor on the OC. Per- and the, per- a perfect woman. A perfect woman, but like truly someone who crafted musical yeah. sensibilities and ta- a, a literal tastemaker. Absolutely. Like, was soundtracking all of our teenage years mm-hmm. alongside, you know, Ryan and Marissa and and everybody, you know, and Seth and oh my god, what was summer? What was, um, summer, summer, perfect music for that show. Yeah, what an important job. If you're a music supervisor and you do that job well, that is that can be one of the most impactful jobs in showbiz. Yeah, I think that the, I mean the music of any project is like so 
Mm-hmm. Like I remember like when Jared was putting his movie together, like the fine uh, and I we yeah. were talking about the music so much and he loves music so much. Like and so I'm so excited about the musical element of three months, especially because Troy Savon is starring in it. You know, I actually oh I, I've heard some of the music that he's done for it and it's so good. But I think the, I think Jared played me one song. He did. You know you, and it, yeah. I was like, Whoa, this yeah, it's is it's really really good. good. Yeah. People yeah. should be excited about what Troy Savon is gonna bring in the next year or so. Like Can which we, is which is really super exciting. Saying something because we've been excited for many years. I've loved Troy since I first fucking saw him. When I saw like a little Twinkie pop star who was just I mean I when was he like, was on yes. SNL and just like fully like giving it, I was oh, like, that was during that was Bloom era. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I I was loving Troy even before that. Oh yeah, it was since like Blue Neighborhood. Youth. Yeah, Blue Neighborhood is oh Blue Neighborhood. The song Blue Neighborhood is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, but um, Troy I'm talking about Troy. I mean, I'm just saying, like everyone should be should be psyched about the turn that Troy's career is about to take because Ooh. it's going to be very, very cool. Okay, so wait, I'm loving living in this nostalgia era, we and can move I, on. I know, but I I also feel that it's a connector because yes. one thing that's resumed this year, which we're both into, we haven't talked about yet, Survivor is Survivor. So this episode pissed me off because there wasn't a tribal. There was council. no tribal at the end, but a fun twist. But a fun twist. A fun twist that might not actually have much consequence. I think it'll be like a nothing burger by the next episode. Are we both loving the... Se- I mean, the season has a main character. The season has a main character. Her name is Shan, also known as the Mafia Pastor. Yeah. I mean, one of the most compelling bio packages you could ask for in reality television. I mean, literally, I, I, I'm i loving what they're doing narratively with the season because I feel like you're really getting to know all the... Quick characters, as it were. And they, they're doing this thing where, like, in the narrative, they'll drop it all away and you'll see, like footage from their old life they never used to do that very great british bake-off yeah yeah <laughs> it seems like maybe the show is being edited by edited by a different person or uh-huh. the show or the whole series has a different take on what it's doing in a way that i'm really enjoying i'm loving the season i think they really took it seriously they were like after 40 let's reset it in some way not hard reset but let's reset it in some small aesthetic ways that will actually make a big impact and narratively, I think that is really reverberating. And I was saying when you were like, it's you're getting to know these people. We're only like six episodes in. Like, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's early days. I mean, we got to the merge, but it's, it's early days. And I'm like, but I feel like I kind of have a read on these people. And I'm kind of I and I'm, I think there's room to be surprised and delighted and shocked. Um, but I feel like I'm already really attached to these people. Well, you know, you notice now more than ever that casting is everything because it, the people on the season of Survivor, they're all interesting and dynamic. And it's also the most, the most we should say it is the most diverse group yes. there's ever been. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's been a real strength of it. But it's also like you compare it to this season of Drag Race UK. It's like, mm. oh no. It's that just goes to show like a whole season of television can can live and die on casting. Well, literally, I mean like All Stars 2 is like a perfect example. Like you have Absolutely stacked people on that cast. Yeah, I mean, U- U.S. season 13. Incredible cast. Incredible casting, but it's like, and for an all-star season of a show, it's like, that's different because you're pulling from, you know, past yep. contestants. But, you know, this is so, I think they did a great job on Survivor this season. Yeah. I think Jeff really likes them, if that means anything. Yeah. I'm loving Jeff this season. He is on one, and I love oh, Love that. Can you just name another legend? We don't stand too many straight white cis men, cis men on this pod. He would be I mean, maybe a fun, we do. I'm, I, sure, I wonder, I'm sure we do. Do you think but, he would ever come do this show? He wouldn't yeah. get it. He would. Yeah. He knows how to talk to a queer person. Clearly. So right. 
Like, there's there's been queers on the show since season one. Okay, do you remember in the first episode when he was like the, the whole compendium the on the compendium on guys? Yeah, when that yeah, was yeah. happening, I was like, I kind of was rolling my eyes because I was like, is this performed? And then I was like, no, you know what? I'm still knowing on the fence that about I know, it. knowing that I what I know about this person, like, yeah, is is this definitely happening on CBS in a way where it's like, look at us having the conversation, sure, but also. I bet he genuinely wants She's, to respect everyone on that show. He wants to know, and not for any like eye roll compulsory, oh, I gotta do this. I think he's genuinely like, I'm fascinated by people. Yeah. Especially people who want to do this show. And I want to make sure I like have a care and a, a consideration into like how I talk to these people as right. a group and individually. Like he's God, like he's like he is the reality show host. Yeah, I mean, if he were still like eligible for the Emmy, like I don't, I mean, maybe people have just kind of feel like they've seen Survivor, but he will get lifetime achievement awards. He's won a couple in the beginning, but he he took himself out. But the thing to for people that don't know what we're talking about in the very first episode of this season of Survivor, he said, "Well, you know, one of my iconic things I say is, come on in, guys." guys.' And he then put to the cast the second they get on the on the boat and they they're first all introduced he's like who has a problem with me saying come on in guys because if one person does i won't say it anymore i want to move forward i want this show to adapt and evolve and change in a fully well-intentioned way and the no one, one said anything well the one queer woman Ev- Ev- not the one queer woman but one of the uh, queer women mm-hmm. evie said or you know what i believe that they're non-binary they refer to themselves as a woman. They passing. did refer to themselves as a queer woman, but I believe in press sure, materials sure, 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 after sure, the show sure, sure. that they're non-binary. So let's okay. just refer to them as they and say yep, they yep. said that they did not have a problem with "Come on, guys." It's a colloquialism. Then later in the episode, another Ricard. queer, another queer uh, contestant, Ricard, said, "I thought about what you said, and I don't think we need "Come on, guys." And so Jeff has retired. "Come on, guys." Just like that, in a way that was not like begrudging. Literally, he made the terms clear. If one person has an issue with it, I will not say it anymore. And then right. one person said it, and was, and then he was like, in a different, at a different time, yeah. And he was like, okay, great. What if he had I been like, him. actually, that was a thing for yesterday, and <laughs> you took too long, so I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, I think he his brain is on another level because to to comment. To commentate or whatever on the actual challenges the way he does for his has done for two decades at this point, that takes like such a skill, such a such a such an awareness of how entertainment is communicated, of like how to like tell a story. Right. I just think he's a genius. And you know, the fact is they they don't always get it right on that show. There have been no, whole se- no. there have been whole seasons of the With show which happening. are like unwatchable because of the way they bungle certain social issues. I'm thinking specifically about season 39 with um you know Kelly Kim being assaulted and that, that yeah, he was yeah. not taken off right away but or fucking what's her face the 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 cops are us girl. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a whole thing in of itself, yeah. Sarah. But the Sarah. fact is, CBS, I don't think there probably is a more conservative viewership. Like, a, there's a loyal viewership of CBS, that's which survived. is older and yes, male, which yes. is why they have NCIS fucking right. every city and the CSIs and the, all that. And so, the impact is huge on Survivor. Right. And so this is still a very widely watched show. And so the fact that that conversation happened, even if I thought to myself, like, well, who are they doing this for? The fact that that conversation is happening on a show like that 
that's it is important and i i do see the value in it i'm sure there was i mean there was like blowback from like there was ricard was saying he got a lot of hate for bringing it up again but honestly i'm sure i'm positive in fact i probably remember reading this that week that a lot of queer people who watched forever being like oh my god what a fucking eye roll yeah well, then like and then it's like well then it sucks it's like they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't that's kind of like, what i'm saying about like uh, as queer people like maybe maybe that moment actually isn't for it's not for you us as much it's as not, it is it's for not, people. it's not for me it's not right. for me at all i'm like you know what i will say in publicly that i will every now and then throw around a guys when i know i'm in mixed company i do too in terms of, in terms of gender and i'm just like i would think that i don't know i mean that's not up to me to say but like i'm not even asking myself that question the way that jeff is and i'm sure a lot of other people identify with this like it's it's it feels like excessive or gratuitous or something and right. i don't know I think about that Waham episode all the fucking time from Shrill. The episode that Sudi wrote that you were in. I talked about it with Vanessa the other day. I was like, I think about that episode all the time where it's like sometimes when you think something is for you, it might not be. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's for, it's for someone who needs to hear this because they don't have the same sort of social environment contours. Their, their, their awareness is not, is not as filled in as yours, you know, like, I right. think that that's what we're, that's what we have here. Well, I remember when, cause I, we were watching separately, obviously, but when, when it got to that point in the episode, I texted you and I said, I think I said something like, LOL, this compendium on guys. And uh-huh. I was like, what do you think about this? And you were like, it's IRL, but I guess it's not for me to say. And I, and then I yeah. realized I was like, yeah, it's, it's actually not for us to say it's yeah. for someone who wants it changed to speak up and say, and then someone in the episode did do that. I -hmm. have started to, you know, because guys is such a colloquialism, it's such a cultural colloquialism that Mm -hmm. it is that one thing where when I, when I was, was first brought to my attention to maybe eliminate it, I think there was a defensive thing where I was like, Mm -hmm. really, we can't say like, Hey guys, like, even though it's like, you know, well-intentioned. And then I really thought to myself, like, you know, it's never going to bother me. So why? So it's not for me to say. And I've started taking it out of like, you know, from writing an email, like I will take that word out. If I'm mm-hmm, u- using mm-hmm. social media in a way, I will take that word out. I'll say folks, I'll say all because it's easy for me and it helps people feel good. So why wouldn't you do it? You know, sure. I this is this. I should not be bringing this up, but I feel like there there was like internally some like queer blowback on people. I think, I think it's, I think now a lot of queer people that I know are like eye roll of all eye rolls when they see folks with an X written out and in, 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 in an earnest way. And I'm like, see, like, is there such a thing as like overcorrecting? There absolutely is, but you have you know? to do that to arrive at a place that's, I mean, I would, it's, I mean, this it, it gets into dodgy territory when you say this, but I I do believe that there has to be an overcorrection when there's been such an this is not the right no, word, but no, no, undercorrection. No, I, you know what I mean? Course. Like when when something hasn't even been broached at all and it's been damaging to people, uh, yes, it's yes, actually yes, okay yes. that we go a little too far. You know, hundred percent agree. And it's like that with you know, and not to get into the cancellation of it all, like the narrative that. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? If people have to answer for past behaviors that are that are not necessarily like abject, harmful, even if they're good people that have to have an uncomfortable moment, that's actually okay 
because mm-hmm. in the grand scheme, we need to have a reckoning about things like this and get to a place where we're living in a world of equity, of fairness, of, you know, actual everyone, actually everyone being respected for their humanity, not just some antiquated way of referencing like people or relating to people. You know, it's mm-hmm, about humanity mm-hmm. and it's actually okay if we overcorrect sometimes. So the conversation to me, even if in the moment I was like, are we really doing this? I actually, I get it now and I, I respect it. I agree. 100% agree. Let's talk about these remaining survivors. Well, first of all, there's stars on the cast. There's stars on the cast. Even someone like Voce or Jeannie, I'm like, I wish I could have seen more of them. I, I, I it's hurts. Like, this is the it first hurts. season I've watched in a while, and I did watch a ton of seasons, as, as we know, yeah. as did you. Like, where this season, when you lose people, it's hurting. It's, like, it's, wow. it's, it's competitive. It's, it's high stakes. I'm telling you, readers, I know you, if you, if you were listening to us all throughout the summer, you know, we had our moment with Survivor. It is not ending. This is another great season. Two summers ago. Wow. Fuck. I know. I know. We're at that point now where we go two summers ago. Oh, it's been Summer years. 2020. It's been years. Oh, it's been years. <laughs> oh, it's been like a year and a half. Let's just say and change. But, um, Parvati was, was summer 2020. Wow. Yeah. yeah and we love yeah. you, Parv. We love you, Parv. Zeke was, Zeke was summer 2020. Oh my but we, but we, but gosh! We go, but we go way back. We go way back with Zeke, of course. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a great season. I think that Shan is the one to watch, and I think that you know it's almost that thing of like when you when you watch a reality show so much or any television, and you start to see it with TV brain, you, you can saw, see it. you see the patterns. Yeah, there's pattern recognition. Yeah, the narratives uh-huh. are built in. Like you can pretty much tell who's top three. I think. but I love the narratives though. Me it's too. one thing to like see the narrative for what it is, but I really like this narrative. Me too. I- I'm obsessed. What do we think? I mean, we're recording this on November 1st. I feel like the Erica thing, I hope I hope it gives her some intrigue because I feel like everyone on that tribe is, we, we haven't really gotten to know them that much, but I kind of love that everyone dislikes her. I, I'm sorry, I will publicly say I cannot stand Sydney. Cannot stand her. Yeah, I, I I think she is a fun character to watch, no, but cer- no. certainly if the island has a bitch goddess this year, it is Sydney. I, it's, unrivaled. No, it's, it's actually not her. Who is? I don't think there needs to be one. I love it as an archetype, but I I get it's, what you're saying. I, I don't I don't mean to ascribe this word to her to Shan, but if you want to like someone who is like just coming for you and is playing this game so well and like is not afraid to like fuck you yeah like shan is your bitch goddess no she is literally she has a shiv yeah she is she's out here parv was never like the bitch goddess to me parv was just like a great a great like hot girl who knew like her power Mm -hmm. sydney is just like i'm just like no you stop it where she's like i think she was like fishing at one point she was like i don't know she just like bragged about herself in a way that was just like not just not self-aware whatsoever. She said was something like, like the stop. girls are the girls are never the girls on the show are never like me. I'm out here actually providing for the tribe in the way that like Ozzy would or whatever. Like she's like, no, I'm, it was I'm something a- else. It was something that really got to me. And I was like, Ugh, her Sydney, humor is no. not landing with you. Let's say no. that. Her whole vibe is not landing with me. And maybe it's because I like maybe it's because we all know that girl. I don't know. I mean, we all know all of these people. Um, but Shan 
Shan I love. Liana's I love Nasir. I love um, Nasir. I love Nasir. Nasir is a star. He is coming out of the woodwork for me. Like, and uh, you know what I love about him? Like when he's succeeding in the show, I'm happy. Like, and me and, too. Like, I, and that doesn't I'm, happen with a lot of people, right? Like, it, it's like he is sort of only has good intentions, and it's very. Um, but it's still a still hero's a strategic, journey. Very hero's journey. Good intentions. Still very strategic player. Very good physical player, kind of like a Yule, kind of a Yule checks a lot of the Yule boxes. Like, interesting. Not yeah. like obviously not the same person as Yule, but like I'm like okay, like I'm not paying tribute to Nasir as much as I was Yule. Let's just I, say that. No, I mean Yule. It's like a god, fully a god. Come factory. Come factory. Call oh me god, the come so... factory. He's so fucking hot, and Ozzy was so hot too. And you know Ozzy has OnlyFans. Yeah, but he's. It's just like him, like yanking it. No, that's him fucking chicks. I don't, I don't dude, know, dude. Ew, I'm sorry. You and your you and your straight porn fetish. Sorry, I'm not. I'm, I don't mean a kink shame. That's okay. Straight. Actually, it's actually it's actually rule of culture number one hundred and four. Straight porn is kink. Is kink. Um, <laughs> that's true. Well, Matt, I say you know what? To be honest. What? She's tired. She's tired. And also, I have something to do. So we can okay, move on. To, I don't think so, honey. I just don't want to. I wanted to just touch on one thing as the morning show correspondent for the show. I felt like I should just tell everyone. Oh, please. Steve, I'm so. This is so important. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Fast Steve, forward. It's like two, two to five minutes from this. No, 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 no. Not even. It's going to be quick. Steve Carell drove off a cliff. So the third graders are cackling writing this season. <laughs> it could not be more insane. I the can't teachers believe left the room. The teachers not even in the room anymore. They're on vacation. They're, they're they, <laughs> the teachers left for vacation and forgot to get the a sub. The third graders came to school on their own of their own volition to be like, we love this so much. We're having so much fun writing this show that they came to school and now he's gonna drive off a cliff. Yeah, and he's dead. Okay, so know that I'm here to let you know exactly how much fun the third graders were having writing the morning show. They're having a blast. They're having the best oh week God. while the teachers are oh, not in the class. I'm um, happy for them. We wish the best for we wish the best for Dorit Kemsley. We yes. hope that we hope that it wasn't staged. <laughs> you better take that back. No, my I don't think so, honey, is gonna be Dorit related. Oh, okay. Uh, what else? What else? I think that it might be time for I don't think so, honey. I just wanted to touch I on a couple because cu- current events are happening as we speak. Current events are happening as we speak. Um Did you watch the Potomac finale? I watched the Potomac finale. I missed Salt Lake City. I will watch that tonight. Potomac finale. You know, a vulture was um the oh I forget her name, but she w- writes wonderful recaps for Potomac, mm. and she pointed out something very interesting. She was like, all of the franchises for Housewives po- uh, in the pandemic have really struggled with like a crawl to the to the finish line, mm-hmm. and it's okay because it's like it's hard to because I, I guess there's still all these limitations around shooting with COVID that it's really hard to like produce story out of what they're, you know, what they can work with. And anyway, but then she also said this funny thing where she was like, um, I forget what the context of the sentence was, but she said that Robin has been acting like Squidward all season. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very Eeyore. Eeyore. Just like, and it's sad because we that's not the Robin we love. You know? Yeah, I, just, I do feel bad for her though because 
that woman wants to get married so bad. I'm just like, can you just, can we just have the wedding, please? I can't believe we had a wedding this season. It was Karen's second one. And it was and not Karen's Robin's. vow renewal. Juan was being all kinds of fucking stupid this episode. I was like, uh, why did he drive off at the mere mention that he was not present as a father? He was like a main character in this episode. And then when he was like mediating the Michael and Chris uh, conflict, oh, I was like, I don't know. And then I was really happy that Candace called it what it was, which was the white privilege of it all. The fact that Michael is even allowed to be there is insane. He is insane. assaulted crew members. And let's not forget about that one. Fucking crazy. But looking forward to the Nicki Minaj hosted reunion. That's for sure. I need Nicki to fucking destroy Giselle and Ashley Darby. Destroy. It'll happen. I'm done with Ashley. I'm, Ashley, I'm like, you're not even that fun or funny. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about these people. I, lo- I was thinking last night about how Bravo went live with Brooke Ashley, one of our, our favorite Housewives recaps. Loved. But they went live with her and then they surprise brought in Ashley Darby and then Brooke was stuck to her guns and was like, hello, like basically was like, did not care. She said, Ashley, not give Ashley, she said Ashley, this season is wearing me thin. And I, <laughs> she said it to her face and I was like, oh my God. But her face when Ashley Darby came on the live, because it was like a surprise. They were like, yeah. guess the mystery housewife in the chat. And she hates Ashley Darby so yes, much. So when she popped so up, funny. I saw her face and she literally was like, ah, Loved it. I'm going to go live with her this Brooke? week, I think. Yes, I think I'm going oh live with her God. at some point. After Wednesday? After after the, the part four? Or I'm going to I'm gonna DM her because we've been we've been making plans to go live and have a glass of wine and talk housewives. And so maybe after that. this part four of the of the Beverly Hills reunion, we'll do that. But watch the space say, for that. Can I say I'm tuning in? Honey, you might even have for to join up. You might have to join in. Going to have to tune in for that one. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners. We're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. 
And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Let's do I Don't Think So, Honey. It is a one-minute segment that is iconic mm-hmm. for um, the way that it provides uh, opportunity f- to drag something in culture um, like it's never been dragged before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is yeah. our famous yeah. segment. I would love to go ahead and do it. This is perfect. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People saying that Dorit and PK staged the break into their home. Because mm. actually, think about this for a second. I know we don't love Dorit. I know we are all Team Garcelle, as am I. To the end of time, by the way, she's coming on Las Culturistas in April. And I said it out loud, so now it has to happen. But she's on the schedule. Okay, she's when her book schedule. comes out. We can't wait. We are Team Garcelle 100%. But even not being Team Dorit, do you think that she would put her children through 30 that? Seconds. I mean, come on. Like, if that would be crazy for her mm-hmm. to say, hey, break into my home while my kids are there. The trauma that would inflict on them. I oh. understand she needs a narrative for next season. Is the timing weird? <laughs> because it was the same episode on the reunion where they talked about like, Lisa, you got to put your dresses away or someone's going to come to your house. Like they came to Kyle and took all her shit. And hours later, Dorit's breaking in, home is broken into. Yes, it's weird. But do we think she'd be that craven? Maybe, but I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. I 100% agree. Because I did entertain for a second when we talked about it the next, the morning, the morning after I said, this seems suspicious. And and only, I'm sorry to say, only $100,000. It was reported that the amount of money they um, got away with, the people that broke in, amounted to about $100,000. And then Jared was texting me and he was saying, yeah, but that's like, that's like a couple of her dress. I mean, especially when she's got like $35,000 price point on her wedding gowns. I was like, that's probably a couple handbags a couple dresses like the fact that they were there fully broke into the house there was more than one of them and they only made out with that much is weird also the fact that they were starting shooting on the new season that day that day and the the, and the, the timing episode. with the episode it was all a little odd but sometimes things in life are odd okay 
I know. Stranger Than Fiction. And that's a Taylor Swift song, okay? (laughs) Better Than Revenge? Golden Globe nominated. Stranger Than Fiction is one of her song titles? I don't think that's true. Stranger Than Fiction was a... This is crazy that you don't know this. She was nominated... I don't know all Taylor, but Stranger Than Fiction was... Oh, that was... um, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually from like a Will Ferrell movie. It was from... Wait, is no, that, that true? No, that's... No, the, the Will Ferrell movie is Stranger Than Fiction. But maybe Taylor has a song that's called Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger... Sweeter Than Fiction. Sweeter okay. Than Fiction. Wow. I'm eating crow pie right now. It is Eat from the motion picture pie. One Chance. Sweeter One Than chance. Fiction. Well... Shit. I think that's going on Red Taylor's version. Pretty cool. Ooh. All right. So now comes the time where it's Bo and Yang's I Don't Think So, Honey. And I'm thrilled to say that now is the time where I can say on this episode that Bo and Yang, your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Plastic packaging that's hard in that shell that you have to like get a fucking pair of scissors out and cut through it. You know what I'm talking about? Go off, Like you buy an electric razor. Uh I cannot believe the death match that I was engaged in this morning so I could open up this electric razor that I bought on the internet And I had to take two different pairs of scissors Mm. to cut through because the stickers, the the stickers weren't coming off. The packaging is so fucking like thirty seconds late nineties Costco bullshit, you know, like such bullshit. And I could have cut myself this morning, and I can't afford to cut myself. I have a roof to put over my head. Mm -hmm. That's right, I'm single, and no one's looking out for me but me. Ooh, (laughs) fifteen seconds. Single people cannot be given these things. Otherwise, they will not be able to provide for themselves. And I don't want to get my caretakers involved. Five seconds. Spoon feed me my my breakfast in the morning, all because I cut myself trying to open up a package. And that's one minute. I want you to know one thing is not true. You are not the only person looking out for you. And if you ever need money, sister, if you ever need money, I will send a check. I'm struggling. If you ever are struggling financially, girl, in that ivory tower of 30 Rock, I will send a check to the gig. What is the top number for you? I would send you a hundred thousand dollars, bitch. Thank you, girl. Bitch. I took I would it alone. I'll take it alone for the fish. <laughs> I went to the bank. I slept with the teller. Oh, I know I said, they're tired of me, etc. Yeah. Oh, um. Yeah. Can I say something? Whenever you're opening up, like. What, do you know what I'm talking about? With the yes. those like five million twisty things. I'm like, who is this protecting? When you're opening up like Sharpies, when you're opening up like scissors. That kind of single use plastic. I would consider that single use. Like it's not getting recycled. Like 9% of plastics get recycled. That, that ain't part of the, that. that's in the 91%, baby. No, because when, by the time you open it, it's a gnarled mess. I mean, you can't reuse. I mean, it's just pathetic. You can't give it, give that to a toy, to a child as a toy. They'll cut themselves just like me. It really actually it's hurts. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's fully dangerous. It's a weapon. <sighs> and if there were an earthquake, it will become a projectile if you had it laying around. Girl, if it were an earthquake, it would become that. That. Say that. Okay. Say that. Well, thank you for supporting me financially and sort of, you know, uh, argumentatively in that. I don't think so. Honey. I support you all the way. And you I know, support you all the way. You want to know something? What? I support you. And I, I'm not even joking. You do. Seeing you this past week, I thought one of the most special people on this earth, one of the funniest, effortless. Jen was such a hit in such a way that I was like, yes, slay, slay queen. <laughs> Thank you for saying slay queen to me. Such a, such a funny, and everyone was like, this is the funny, the, it's a, it's a IYKYK situation. If you know, you know. If you know, if you know the pantry girls, you know, and Matt nailed it. Thank and you. everyone 
it's one of those things. It's like, it's satire. You're making an observation about the world that people, you're excavating a truth. And you did that. I thank my sister from the bottom of my heart. And I want to say that seeing you this week, likewise, was revitalizing. And everyone should watch this space on what we're working <laughs> on. Okay. Now, I'm going to give us both a break. Okay. Thank because you. Because I want to, I want to. I'm actually going to di- to drinks with Amanda Studi and Rachel Winitsky. Oh my God! Tell them I say hi. I Pop really will. I know it's like a Our little Pop popular Roulette reunion, girls. but I but in order to cap this off, I actually want to tell Doug, please come back in, Doug. Because you, you you, this is chance. your second time. You messed what up. What do you mean? Because I have a I don't think so, honey. No, <laughs> you haven't. I don't think so, honey. I think we have to honor this, man. Do it. I know and you have to do, go. Two things. You need to do your I don't think so, honey, and then you need to end the episode in a song. You need to sing it. Yes, you need to sing. So do your I don't think so, honey. I'm grabbing my phone. Okay, Matt, I'll time you. (laughs) Doug Bame, this is your I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Remixing (laughs) one of the best records of all time. Oh, my God. We were talking about the Beatles, and we're talking about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, they did that. I do not care if it's 50 fucking years old. It has a place in my heart. Yes. 99%, 99%, I'm going to, 110% of the whole world has heard this record a certain way. You do not yeah. have any justification to fucking mix it. I don't care if you're George Martin's son, mother, <laughs> grandparent, I don't care. You are yes! not allowed to touch Go that off. fucking record. Wes Montgomery did a cover of a song off of that record. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. It's amazing. One of the best records of all time. You are not allowed to touch it. I'm sorry. Send me hate mail. Five seconds and bitchy and strong. And bitchy and strong. And bitchy and strong because people that did it are bad people. I don't think so, honey. Wow. Huge. Seeing you pop off like that was amazing. Doug, I loved that so much. And when Doug really goes there with the knowledge, with the with the with the music, it's not, horny. I don't say trivia. It's not trivia because it's not trivial. I loved that, Doug. It's horny. I want I want to hear you talk about music all the time. I really do. Doug, we're gonna collect Legend. ourselves, and as we do, can you can you take can us you out with a song? song? I can't, I can't sing Shut up. any song. I asked you to do something. Sing. So do Don't it. Don't make me sing a song. Come on, I can't sing at all. I'm not sing kidding. an easy Help one me. like Happy Birthday. You, now you're making me look stupid. That's a hard song. No, it has Happy one hard note. The third one. I can't. I can't. Here you we go. Will, I've I've embarrassed myself enough. Okay, I have I have a song. Okay. Yeah. It was 20 years ago today. So the vivid of the world. So let me introduce you. So let me introduce you. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Eyes Clement. There we have it, everyone. I feel so unsupported. Well, it's because you weren't supported by Doug. And including you in this episode was a big mistake. Because the way way you threw us under the bus at the end. You know what? I gotta go have drinks. Bye. Bye. Love you. (laughs) Love you, Doug. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. 
you know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.